Podcast Network Asia. And as I say, I think the basic qualities are the same. It's just the way it's done is different. I'm Sarge Lacuesta, and this is Esquire Philippines Lonely Hearts, where we have long conversations in your behalf with the lonely hearts, minds, and misunderstood geniuses of this world. People have made sense of themselves and the things around them during these uncertain times and who appear on this podcast in the interest of helping all of us make sense of our own personal worlds too. I think I'm a generation too late. Why do you say that? Why do you say that? Generation too late. I, mean, I want to start with that. I mean, I'm going to start with that. But I did think of you because I, I have been a long, long-time fan. And, um, Thank no, no, no I, I'm being very honest. I, I can't be no, anything I but honest. I know you are. You and Mookie, I, I know, are very good people. So thank you. <laughs> Parang good people is like saying good family. Parang God <laughs> Good but, family, <laughs> not ground. The buena no, but, <laughs> I hate that term. <laughs> anyway. No, and I want to thank you, Margie Holmes, for being on this podcast. Oh. Um, because I've always wanted to have a conversation with you. I've had conversations with you in my head. Oh, when I was young. <laughs> I hope when I was, was younger and ravishingly intelligent and nice. Well, you know, whoever I was talking to, or I was trying to talk to, or <laughs> whoever is trying to get, you know, you were that yes. voice in my head, oh. whether it was pushing me forward or holding me back. <laughs> from oh wow, holding you back. That's interesting. holding me back. That's interesting oh. because I, I don't know if you would ever. Hold back. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to ask my husband that question. (laughs) I hold back when it comes to cooking, ungrateful wretch. What's wrong with the five dishes I cook? Five dishes. So no, your 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 regular meal is like five dishes. Is this is like no 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 one one dish a day? It's not even one week. He cannot even say if it's Friday, it's roast chicken. <laughs> if I had roast chicken five days ago, it'd be roast chicken today. I'm teasing you, of course. I'm so we're talking about this cycle. This is not a euphemism, right? <laughs> this is like real, real. We're talking about roast roof. Chicken? No, it's nothing. I never know. I never know. I never know. But do you know that joke? About no, I don't know. And what's kinky? No, it's a feather. Oh my god, fetish is the whole chicken. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Why, why are you saying sorry? This is like this is no holds barred. You can say anything you want. Ah, okay. And I've always wanted to have this conversation. I, I, I want to get back to what you said about what? about age. Okay. We talked about that. Yes. We talked about yes because yes. when I was younger and I was reading your columns a lot and I was hearing you a lot, it sort of became the voice of my inner voice. You know. Okay. Oh wow! What a compliment. Well, it's a compliment, but also I had no choice. You know, ah, who was I going to ah, listen to no about the no, birds and the bees? No, no, no. Bob Garrow. <laughs> no, I grew up, you know, and, and, and yes. how did I learn about the birds and the bees, right? Okay. When a man and a woman marry and wish to have a child, 
The yeah. father inserts his penis into the mother's oh. vagina. You know, that is yes. the standard line in every oh. textbook, as yes. you know. Yes. Yes. First, they get married, you know, yes. and then they wish yes. to have a child. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And then we talk about penetration, no? But yeah, it's sort of clinical. I mean, and and as you say, their moral values come in. First, they get married, then they have a child, and then everyone presumes they want a child. But some Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I actually, yes, I actually love this kind of thinking for people to decide not to have a child and decide to adopt, for example. Oh yes, yes. Because there, there are so many children. Where, yes. You know. Yes, I agree with you, one hundred percent. And there's so much to be said about. When you started talking about sexuality and sexuality now, you know, uh-huh. the sexuality of the Filipino now, uh-huh. I wonder, and this is, we're looking back, both of us are, you know, have you're had a fun happy. life. I'm assuming that you had a fun life. You look oh, like you're having yes, a fun yes, life. Yes. So I, I'm going to start again. I grew, I, I grew up with your voice in my head, <laughs> telling me what to do, what I should do, what I should not do, oh. and how to do it well. Yes. Wow. But it's been, you know, since I first had sex, it's wow. been many years. No, it's been it's been many years, obviously. Yes. And it's 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 such a pleasure to have you again. No. Oh, thank you. That's so but sweet. Have you again in my head? Meaning. Yes. <laughs> Quite literally, because I'm listening to you on my headphones. Do you, do you think we really had to qualify that? <laughs> I'm teasing. Anyway, yes. Like, no, no, no. I, 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 I'm here to be teased. No? I, I love to be teased. And if, if this is if this webcast is going to be full of innuendo, I'm yes. just going to have to stop it with everything I do afterwards. But what I want to ask is that you've yes. always had this sort of cutting edge view. Should I, I should say, and a bird's eye view of Filipino sexuality. You know, I that. don't know, but I'll tell you the book that I felt changed my life was The Female Eunuch by um, Germaine Greer. And yes, I Greer. remember the article. She, she wrote one. It was one of the chapters of her book, The Female Eunuch, which is Security is a Bubble. And I guess Germaine Greer was like, the Betty Friedan, is that how you pronounce her name? Of yes. a generation before. And it really yes. blew my mind. I don't know why. Which is when when I got a scholarship to East West Center, which a lot of us martial law babies, you were still too young, no? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us martial But I am a martial law baby. I was born in 1970. So I am a You're martial law baby. I thought yeah. in 1950. Well, anyway, maybe we're nagpapanggap na martial law baby. <laughs> First quarter storm babies. Okay. Uh, you know, getting a scholarship was the only way to leave the country because we could yes. not, uh, you know, get dollars. We could not buy dollars. Anyway, so when I left, I said, this woman, she talked about, she dedicated her book to someone who was more passionately intelligent and more intelligently passionate than any other person she knew. And I loved I That's a brilliant it. way to put it. Ah, yes. And so I told myself when I read that, when I go to the States, because I knew I couldn't get it here, I would take a course where I could study sex scientifically. 
you know, not just based on my opinion or on my morality, which is what everyone did then. Did you have a sort of formed morality? I don't think I did. Or if I did, I had to change it fast because uh, mm-hmm. I got seduced. Oh, no, no. That's placing blame on someone else. Because mm-hmm. my first lover was a married man. So I had to change my morality or think. So you're, you're saying you, were a, a, you, you had a lover, you, you were not married and you, your lover was still married. Yes. And mm. I did not hope that he would unmarry. It's a typical, not, not a typical story. He was my college professor. So, I understand. And, and you know yeah. what? I have a lot of respect for stories like that, oh. for love stories like that. Oh. In fact, I, I refuse to use the word, although I will use it to refer to it. I don't yeah. like to use the word mistress. Ah, Thank you. I never thought of myself as one, but yes, I mean, simply because I didn't want to marry him. I didn't have fantasies of. But how did you consider your partner? Well, you know, uh, then looking back, (laughs) he was a brilliant man. Brilliant. So, Alamunaman went sort of nerds like us. I mean, I consider myself a nerd and I'm complimenting you also. I think you're a nerd. You write so well. Yeah. So much. So much. But this is not about me. Enough about me. (laughs) I would like to. (laughs) No, but seriously. Yes, please do go on. Brilliant. So that sort of happened. And, uh, you know, my father was very, very conservative then. So I could not go out with boys my age. I mean, I couldn't. All my friends were going out having dates. I couldn't. So all I did was hang out with philosophy professors Mm -hmm. during lunch because then my father couldn't control me. You know, mm-hmm. and um, were you were you a philosophy student? No, I wasn't. I think I think not in an ugly, tawdry way, but I really think I was sort of seduced, willingly, sure. willingly sure. seduced. But sure. yeah, anyway. So yes, uh, yeah. Every, every seduction, you know, when you say you were seduced, is, is there's a sort of willingness. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know. Uh, and this is sort of you, nice. uh, you stop yourself from blaming the other and yes, you look yes. at yourself and, and, yes. and start blaming yourself with a little bit of pleasure attached <laughs> to the guilt. Yes, yes, yes. And coming out of that, yes. in other words, those kinds of relationships work well in relieving ourselves of this kind of burden of guilt, I yes. suppose. You know, you know what? also relieve myself of the burden of blame. I think just looking back and from talking to you, my father was a, bless his soul, because he's dead and so is my mom. So I can't be confused of bad-mouthing the relationship. Sure, sure. But um, my father was a rabid philanderer, okay? And I could see how my mother suffered. And I think, I'm not so sure, in a very convoluted way, I think seeing this man whom I admired, this very brilliant man, having an affair himself with me, I could see how, in quotes, good people, good men could have affairs. I don't know if that makes sense to you, Sarge, but I also think this is one reason I went into, I won't say sex therapy, because actually sex therapy is scientifically, is used for people who go into, in quotes, Merely sexual dysfunctions, where a sexual dysfunction is described as a sexual problem, physical problem, 
that has a psychological base basis. Yeah. Yes. But but I think what I wanted to go into was, you know, sexual problems because you know, mine it wasn't physical, at least not then. And not now, I don't think. I'll have to ask my husband. No, no. We're going to talk about, uh, you know. No, look at him. He's so defensive, the poor guy. I love you. I mean, why was he upset when I told everyone the size of his penis? But, I mean, okay, I said so I thought it would be a compliment. Depends on the size, of course. Size <laughs> of the compliment. Depends on the size of the the the. Hi, sir. Hi. One inch. We were just talking about you. <laughs> anyway, sorry, George. I see, love and, and, you know, mm. No, I love this conversation because you know what? I didn't what? want to describe you as anything. I didn't want to call you huh? anything. Oh, okay. Because uh, I don't think you would want to be called a sex therapist or a. Yes, thank you. Sex, no, sex kind of you. Yeah, just I just recall a conversation with a, 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 a female friend of mine. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're asking, uh, would you rather be an explosives expert or an explosive sexpert? And uh, she she said she would rather be an explosive sexpert. Oh, so I yeah, so I left the table uh, because I was in danger of becoming the man you fell in love with. <laughs> but seriously, you you let me go back to that, and you yes. talked about. Sort of absolving him of blame, Father, yes, in your head. In a How way, did that, in a way, yes. Uh, you, you called him a good man. You called him a good man. Well, and you understood how good men fell in love that way. How good men could have affairs. I mean, I'm not excusing them. <laughs> did, did you need therapy after that uh, oh, relationship? Ah, uh, no, 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 not after that relationship. But after, I think I did. Uh, because okay. now I'm going to throw another subject matter to you, no? Please. Because I'm bipolar, you see? So I understand that. Yeah, I, sure. I really needed therapy because I'm bipolar. I'm yes. glad you mentioned this. Yes. Because I am very open about this, too. I am bipolar, too. I have I been diagnosed know. as bipolar, oh, yeah. I'm so happy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I am bipolar, and so am really? I. <laughs> but sandali lang, Sarge. How do you know you're bipolar? And I'm uh, curious. Will you? Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, no. It was an. Uh, it was a progression. You okay. start out. I started out being quite depressed, which yes. is very normal for somebody under a lot of work stress. You know, okay. in my twenties. Yes. And then I suddenly realized that I had very manic periods, like very high. You periods. realized it yourself. Yes, I realized it okay. myself, and All I right. actually listed down these symptoms. symptoms. Yes. And I told my psychiatrist about it. And we went through a uh, medical therapy. You know, I believe in, in the power of medicines. I believe in oh, yeah. I believe in medical treatment for, uh, oh, yes. for mental and, issues. And in bipolar disorder, you really need medicine. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Say it's not. I say it's biologically based. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's, yeah. I'm so relieved to talk to somebody so clear-headed oh. about it. Hi guys, my name is Francesca. And you've got me, Jelly. You've got Del here. All right, so we hear that you like to listen to podcasts. You know what? That is pretty cool. It's the in thing to do right now. And we've got one. It's called The Eavesdrop. Do check it out, okay? We like to talk about everything and anything that's probably on your mind. Um, unfiltered, unedited, <laughs> sometimes to our own disadvantage. But go check it out after <laughs> listening to this one. 
I recently gave yeah. an interview about Filipino men you know, oh, having anxiety or depression and not wanting to disclose it. Yeah. They don't want to admit that they're depressed, especially during oh, the pandemic. Oh, right. Yes. And it's getting worse and worse. I mean, the longer this pandemic lasts, most people, especially if they can't talk about it or share it, yeah, it would drive them up the wall more. And this is also a very Filipino thing. It's about toxic yes. masculinity because uh-huh. the yes, man yes. is never supposed to be depressed. Yes, you know? yes. It's always supposed to be strong, profitable. <laughs> yes, yes. This is the yes. obverse side of, of yes. the patriarchal society where every yes. man now is under the burden of the category he's in. Yeah. He's forced Kawawa to be. Yeah. Huh? Oh, and yeah. Uh, it's, obviously, it, you can easily tie it with uh, sexuality. You can tie it yes. in with sexuality so easily. You know? Yes. And yes. did you know, and this here is a fact again, you know, yes. that uh, mercury drugs all across Makati were found to yes. have been lacking in Valium. In fact, they ran out of val- stocks of Valium. Oh, my Briefly. God. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, recently? Now, recently. This is not a fact. Now, this is not, a, like, I read data. This is like friends of mine saying they had a hard time obtaining oh. their prescriptive, the prescription no of value. Kidding. Hey, thank you. That is such important information. Oh my Because God. it reveals like the dark underbelly of the pandemic that's solely going to upturn itself and show itself to the world. So I, w- I want to go back to that. You know, did you see such an interesting point about your own past? about how it sort of unlocked certain things inside you, this sort of illicit relationship. Let's call it an illicit relationship. Right? Because oh, okay. that's what it is. Okay, right? sure. Um, yes. But it is a relationship yes. nonetheless. It's based on love. Mm-hmm. And back then, there must have been a huge moral stigma attached to it. For a while. Actually, not that long. <laughs> I don't know if you're, you know, I don't know I if you're from the future or, or, or like if you're from 2030 or... <laughs> You know, did, did we share the same history? I, I don't know. <laughs> because. You know, I remember asking him because then virginity was a big deal. So what I asked, I think, was a pragmatic question, not a moral question. Because by then, I, I guess I thought it was okay because of my dad, whom I then idolized. I, I learned better mm-hmm. shortly after. Sure. But then, but then anyway, yeah, I remember asking him because, you know, virginity was such a big deal in my time. I don't know if it was during your time. It, it is a big him, deal. I uh, just want to ask you a question. I, I, my I, first sex was uh, on my wedding was, night. I'm just kidding. Oh, I, oh, Sayang. <laughs> I, I was going to be so adamant <laughs> of your, as they call it, pagtitilipi. Pagtitilipi. <laughs> Anyway, um, who, was, who was that? Um, I asked him, uh, let's say if you, of course, he, I guess he would have lied, but I believed him because he, as I say, he was very bright. I, well, I thought he was at least. Uh, would you still marry me even if I weren't a virgin? Because obviously I wasn't. And he said, Margie, you don't marry someone because she's a virgin. Really? <laughs> He's, he said, I was only a freshman, obviously, then. Was he a oh, Filipino? Was he story. Filipino or uh, you a, don't marry someone. Was he a foreigner? Or? He was Filipino, but he was not a typical Filipino. 
And he said, uh, you don't marry someone because she's a virgin or not a virgin. You marry someone because you think you will be happy with her over the long haul. Those are my words. I don't know what word he mm-hmm. used. So I don't know why I thought, oh, oh, about that. So in a way, it was pragmatic. Of course, I didn't want to lie. So I'm sorry. Just one last question. I don't like to talk now about me. This is terrible. But I remember my girlfriend pala was shocked because I told her, you know, I want to have at least three men in my life because I said, so I'm not, not a virgin now, right? I don't want my sec- my second man to be my husband because kawawa naman, because that means I will only have one basis for comparison. So parang my husband and he are on the same level. Mm-hmm. So I have to have another one just to neutralize. That's a really effect. good way of... Uh, I don't know why she got shocked. It's a really that, good way to justify it. You know, what? to have a lot of runners in the race. Yes, I should have been. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> yes, and my husband won. Oh, of course. The of course you go with the winner. You know, everybody loves the, the winner, you know. <laughs> no, but yes. seriously, was this sort of part of your turn toward the study of sexuality or your interest in sexuality? I think Yes, yes. I'm I'm pretty sure, in fact, because I had no one to go to. You see, I mean, if I went, I I was probably wrong. I'm sure there were people I could have gone to. I'm sure there were people to talk to. But I felt, who will I talk to? If I talk to a priest, he's gonna quote the Bible, and I didn't want that. If I talk to to a psychoanalyst, and then psychoanalysts, in a way, were the only game in town. Walapang behaviorism. Sure. Wala pang cognitive behavior therapy, you know, uh, neurobiology, etc. Sure. And they would insist on looking at my past. Of course, they were correct. Yeah. It had to do with my past and my own family. But still then, so I told myself, well, I am going to be the kind of person that women like me can go to. Women who want facts, who want statistics, who want educated guesses, but will be honest enough to say, this is my opinion, you know, etc. I will be that sort of person. So it did help. Because I really wanted to know who would marry me, you know, convent school girl, you're frightened into believing, you know. So, but obviously you knew that you would come up against so much resistance as well. Yeah. But since I wasn't popular even in my own home, <laughs> I had a lot of practice. I didn't care. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, what's that? Mm-hmm. I think, I think. I only thought about it after. Yeah. So, you know, there is a concept in psychology. If you ask too much of people, they get tired and they don't do it anymore. You know, like, I remember my father. Are you a UP yeah, I went guy? to a UP Sorry? for university, yeah. Yeah, so same, no? So, you know, a one is yeah. pretty good, right? And I, so I, I got my semestral grades. I gave it to my father. I got four ones wow. and 1.25. Wow. And my father looked at the 1.25 and said, why is this a 1.25? And after that, I decided, fuck it. I'm not going to try to please him anymore. And this is what is abulia. You ask too much of a person, they just 
don't try. So going back, sorry, this is no, so this is so interesting because this is what conversations are. Conversations are not ah. thematic. Conversations are based oh, on okay. interesting personalities. Oh, okay, yeah. You know? Okay. Well, I love it. I love it. So please okay. continue. Okay. Okay. So going back to coming up with a lot of resistance. I knew already in my family, uh, I would come up with a lot of resistance. I was talking to my sister and my uh, my father announced, you do not call up guys. You don't call up guys. I mean, what sort of idiotic statement is that? You know what I mean? So when I realized I could never please him, right? I could never please him because if he's that, not even conservative, if he's that idiotic, I mean, there would be so many areas where we... And yet you say he was a philanderer. You did describe him. And yet, yes, because it's so traditional, right? You're traditional. You're conservative. You don't call up guys. The guy has to pursue you. Of course, the rich guy can have many women because, in effect, he could pay them. I mean, you know, under whatever guy says. And, you know, the guy is always the boss, etc., etc. So... Obviously, hindi pumunta sa YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Being yes. interested in that and having that kind of mindset during those times, this is what made you also stick out and get noticed. You know this. Everybody knows. Yes, yes. You know, uh, yeah, enough to become I a controversial figure and not listened to just by women, but also by men who wanted to oh, get into the minds you. of women. Right? Yes, yes. Thank you. I have to say this because my next question is about your perspective. This is like, how many years has it been since you started getting interested in that and since you started evangelizing? I just want to say that word. (laughs) Evangelizing this kind of emancipation, right? This kind of emancipation, Ah. uh, social expectations. In the the context of being a Filipino. You know, but I want you to know, I was never consciously trying to convince people that, you know what I sure. mean? I wasn't a feminist in that way that I know. It, it was quite funny. But anyway, well, I guess, yeah, I was a very late bloomer. 22, 70 minus 22, 48. Tama ba yun? Yes. Yeah. 48, how tanda? Let's pretend it's 28. No, but I'm glad that you're very open about your age. You know, that's another thing. I, not about my weight, just about my age. I'm teasing. <laughs> You're not going to get me to talk about my weight, so no matter what you say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have a very nice weight, you know. It looks like the weight of a very intense oh, person. <laughs> all his energy, all his energy goes into thinking. <laughs> All my energy right now is going into thinking about the next question. Okay, 48 years. Have you seen Filipino, or should I say Filipina, sexuality change? Yes. You know, I don't really think so. Because things like social media and all that, that's just ano, superficial things. Eh. Uh, hold on. What? Oh, even Tinder. That's... Uh, these are all superficial. I mean, um, to not be judgmental. If you're the sort of person who's open, who doesn't mind having sex on the first date, it's just easier to do it now. But 
even many 48, 108 years ago, there were women and men who liked to have sex on the Absolutely. first date. Absolutely. Did. Yeah. It's just now it's a little difficult. You know, it's a little different. It's much easier now. And uh, if you were a hypocrite then, you're still going to be a hypocrite That's now. a beautiful statement. Maybe because you there's could. a lot of hypocrites. There's, there's a lot of hypocrisy that yes. happens on Facebook. We're talking about yeah, yes, the usual yeah. convent bread, you know, Filipina. Are we talking yeah. about this yes. sort of... Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes, yes. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, ganon. So in my view, it is. I mean, courage is important. And I think for really good sex, you need courage. You know, the courage to be yourself, the courage to not be frightened if someone, I don't know, the courage to be yourself. It, I think it's important. And for me, at least, no, and also in my clinical experience, sure. the best lays are people who have courage. I don't know why I say people who can be honest about themselves, who can look at themselves and be honest and not lie. This is very, very important and an important point because i see the value of yeah. for example I, I what how i interpret your answer you know the best ladies are those mm -hmm. who are people who are honest to themselves open because there's a certain amount of bodiness involved in it in which you yeah. are able to fully enjoy your own body and how yes. it responds yes. to the other yes. yes yes oh sarge thank you how deep <laughs> No, it's true. That's what she said. But, no, but seriously. <laughs> I was just waiting for that. I was just, thank God I came up early in the podcast. But, but seriously, seriously, let's let's talk about this because that's how I see the Filipino also. I don't now I'm not gonna distinguish yeah. between a man and a woman. I don't care if you're whatever gender you choose yeah. to be in. Yeah, I don't care. You know, yeah. it's about being open to what you desire. And how you experience this desire, kinks included, and form yes. of relationship and love included. Yes. And being honest, if you're a white potato kind of guy and have no kinks, and being comfortable with that sure. too. Sure. Right? Oh, and then the honesty, I think. I, I think it's nice to have it go two ways. I mean, my husband had to train me, but now I wouldn't have it any other way. Of course, train you. I want to just get was, back to this training concept. In terms of, in terms of honesty. Oh, okay. I, I would think know, that you would be training wait, him. Uh, having 48 no, years of experience. So yes, you would be the no, trainer. Sorry. I, I, yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I'm not about uh -huh. this. <laughs> Because we got married, I was 52, he was 57. Obviously not our first sure, marriage. Sure. So I was asking him, there was a very pretty girl. that Would you sleep with, if we weren't married, would you sleep with that girl? And he said, if I could, yes, I would. Mm -hmm. So I pouted. <laughs> he, said, he basically asked for it. You know, you basically, uh, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Don't ask if you don't want to know. The answer, and I thought about it. I said, he's right. You know, and then I thought, why shouldn't I should get trained? Because I never wanted us to lie in our relationship. And I realized once you make one lie, there are others. Eh? 
And I know that seems so extreme and people say, oh, white lies, blah, 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 sure. blah. But in terms of relationships, I feel lies are not good. Mm-hmm. And you are connecting this to, it seems that you're connecting this to the idea of the Filipino being, you know, a sexual hypocrite. Some Filipinos. <laughs> in the sense that they're lying to themselves <laughs> about their own values or their own attitude towards sex. Yeah. Yes, yes. Not only lying to others, but lying to themselves. Yes, yes, Sarge. Hey there, I hope you're all doing well today. My name is Kara, and just dropping by to let you know that I too have my own podcast. It's called After 30 with Kara Erigel. I talk about love, fear, relationships, career, sex, food, money, books, and how life is so much different and oddly the same after 30. So when you're done listening to this episode, go ahead and check out mine. Again, it's After 30 with Gara Erigel, available wherever you get your podcasts. See you there! I would like to think also that it's a very Filipino problem. They're absolutely yes. open with themselves. You know, they say, I like this or I like that. I'm not talking about relations. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. talking about sex, but I'm not talking about sex with me. Just, they're just talking about it, you know, yes. uh, confiding, yes. let's say. You know? I like this because I like it this yes. way. Or I like it that way. Or uh, we did this because we wanted to, to experience this. And this is quite far yes. from the regular Filipino experience. At the same time, I just mm-hmm. want to report... Just to give a little report mm-hmm. on the on the state of yes. Filipino sexuality from yes. my end, also that I have friends who are quite as open as that now, where they openly talk about yes. it, or they have sort of sexual experiences that are beyond you know the the usual borders. Yeah, Do you think it has to do with the age you are now? That they would be open, most people would be open at 40, at 35, and maybe more open as they get older. Or, you know, the, the, the age, the chronological I, I get what you age. mean. I have to say that maybe yeah. as they get older, they become less hypocritical because they have less to lose. <laughs> because I know, less I have learned lose. a lot from people who are 20 years younger than me, myself, or 30 years younger than uh-huh. myself. I'm 50. I just turned yes. 50, so... 30, 20-year-olds yeah. who are quite open about sex or quite open about Tinder. Yes. And I'm going to go back to that, this sort of culture where sex yes. is not love and it's okay, right? Yeah. And it's okay yeah. to have one-night yeah. stands and it's okay to have several, to have had several partners yeah. in life, you know? But you yeah. said that uh, it's a bit shallow. You said it's not sort of... Ah, didn't say shallow. Let's qualify what you, what you oh, think my- of this. Because it's it's a it's a youthful thing and uh, and uh, it's it's quite normal. It's it's not, not it's quite normal for them to have that app and to hook up with people. Oh yes, yes, yes. In fact, I had a very interesting experience yeah. where I had a meeting with my staff during a an odd uh-huh. time of the night because it was an emergency. So I had to meet my staff, yes. like a couple of my staff. So they met with me and they brought along their Tinder dates. I found that very uh, sort of rude, a little bit rude, a little bit odd. Because how am I going to refer so to your Tinder dates, right? You, you, they could have... My husband is laughing. Oh, that is the cutest okay. thing. I, I didn't know. Like, obviously, I, like, 
hi, like I know you guys are gonna fuck. I I, I know you can't wait to to to, to end this meeting and, and go fuck. But you know, let's just get these few points in because it's a it's an urgent meeting. And we're like, oh that, oh that is so cute. Let me ask you, how many of your staff had Tinder dates? How many were heterosexual and how many were homosexual? That's very interesting. I, I'm in an industry where mm. homosexuality is celebrated. It's fun. Yeah. Yes, no? yes, it's wonderful. Um, right now, of course, there are so many. Uh, there are much more. So many. So, so, uh, so many more uh, people are bisexual. So that it's mm. hard now to track the numbers. No. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. But in terms of Tinder dates, that particular staff meeting, they, my staff were women, and so they brought along them. Yes, they brought yes. along their white, their special and... white boys <laughs> with them. Oh, I was, oh, I, what was oh, I gonna do? But oh, offer oh, him a drink, right? So I just I'm gonna charge this to the client yeah. and say, you know, sort of represent. <laughs> yes, do, do I do I mark it as representation oh. or uh, pre-game or uh, lubrication? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's supposed to be uh, listed oh, under. So, but what do you think of that? Yeah. What do you think of that? This kind of generation. Oh, I think it's it's fine because as I say, people can have several dates in one night and all. The, for me personally, and maybe I'm getting conservative in my old age. And as I say, I think the basic qualities are the same. It's just the way it's done is different. For example, ghosting. Yeah. I think ghosting is a very unkind, cowardly thing to Understood. do. Understood. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they can't be bothered, but just say, hey, listen, whatever. So unkindness existed throughout history once people had relationships, except now it's in the form of ghosting. But this is what what I mean by sexuality hasn't really changed. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. see? Some people are unkind. There have been unkind, unkind people, you know, through the ages. It's just that now they're unkind by ghosting. Before they were unkind by, I don't know, avoiding your calls. Uh, ghosting, you sort of connected <laughs> to this sort of embarrassment. Yeah. Sort of a little bit of, it's cruelty. Basically, it's cruelty. Yeah. It's sort of so cavalier with another person. You know, you don't, you don't have to lie. You don't lie and say you're in love with her. God, I'm so sorry I have to break up with you because my girlfriend came back. And, you know, look. You know, you know what what's interesting about what you just said and this connection, this sort of thread, is that now that yeah. we are more open about our sexuality, case in point, Tinder, Bumble, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, all these apps, yes. we can now go back yes. to the real items on the menu, the real items on the human menu. You know, love, relationships, kindness. Mm. Uh, you talked about ghosting now, mm. when it used to be like, oh, a one night stand, you know. And now it it's almost friendliness, you know. I recall a priest friend of mine who mm. actually said, you know, with with uh, a lot mm-hmm. of shock on his face that, you know, I heard a, a new term, you know, you know what you yes. know what a fubu is, you know. I said. <laughs> what what father? Yes. Of course. He asked what, you. Yeah, yeah. He asked me, what father? He said, fuck yeah. buddy. I was I, I was the one who was shocked because he said the word fuck. <laughs> but in my mind, it's like, yeah, it's for for <laughs> us, by us. You know? But seriously, now it's called friends with benefits. Yeah. 
And I think it's a great thing, right? It's a great thing. Yeah. But I would like to know if it, yeah. if because it comes into contact with these lingering, I should say, not maybe not lingering, maybe majority of Fili the Filipino mindset is still engaged in the old order, you know, the old moral order, you know. There's a huge sort of conflict between the Tinder generation and the sort of generation that says, I'm going to save it until I get married. You know, and I can see. No, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and I can see. Um, like, <laughs> I, I'd like to believe that I'm on the cusp of that generation. Like before me, mm, okay, it was kind of okay. I'm gonna do a little historical view, and I, I know this because I understand what you're saying about you know men philandering being sort of very common during those days, you know during the 60s and yeah. the 70s, it was almost expected of a man of a certain career level or certain wealth yes. to have you know, yes. a relationship, a side chick, as they call it now. Yes. Yes. But now, all of a sudden, you know, um, men are, yes. are a little bit more yes. conscientious. Perhaps they're a little bit poorer also. Yes. They can only support one family. <laughs> I just want to say that they can only literally support, physically support one family and they can't call upon feminism for their you know mistresses to support themselves but but seriously i i see a change because in my own sort of peer group in that sense okay i take it back you're right that i see a change in that respect but you know what i do not know but i'm wondering of if for men in this day and age for intelligent men, for, in quotes, metrosexual sure. men, they get the support to be faithful, to be conscientious husbands and fathers. So in that sense, it is still the same. You were a philanderer and you got support. You are now a metrosexual, honest, conscientious father. It's easier because you also get support. Does that make sense? And the other kind of support you get is a wife who will not stand for it. I understand that. That's very important. That is quite important. Yeah, of course. This is a great point to end on. This is a great point to end on. No, 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 no. This is a great point to end on. I want to end on that point because it seems that the sexual revolution that you saw happening and that you yes. were so interested in, which yes. includes morality, which includes kindness, which includes uh, sexuality, you know, uh, sexuality yeah. on its own, you know, yeah. seems to have worked. And now we have conscientious people. Now ghosting is called ghosting. Yeah. It's no longer called a one-night stand. You know, ghosting is frowned upon and it's a negative term. So yes. I also want to thank you for your, the work that you've done because obviously you're seeing the results. Oh, Sarge, thank you very much. And thank you for giving me one of, I'm not giving me, this is one of the best interviews I've had in my entire life. Oh, that's life. too much. You're kidding. That's like saying, like, this is the no, best I sex I ever had. No. I have used that line, and that line has been used on me. <laughs> and I'm always like, okay, yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's you anyway. Thank you, Sarge. The Lonely Hearts Podcast is brought to you by Esquire Philippines in partnership with Podcast Network Asia. For more info on their shows in the network, visit podcastnetwork.asia.
also powered by Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up now for free at podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>